in sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, we live. We're live. We're live. We're live. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys for joining us today. I am excited to be here. It's Monday, babe. It is Monday. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And we have a topic. Yes. You and your calling. You and your calling. And we are going to talk about it right here on Let's Talk About It with the Empowerment Duo. We will be right back in a moment. Good morning, my name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network, on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning, like, 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 like. Good morning, good morning, like, 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 like. Good morning, good morning. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Hopefully you're looking forward to a fantastic new week. This is the first day of the work week for most people. Mondays, woo, woo, woo. And Monday is a great day to get it in. And I am excited about what we're going to talk about. Absolutely. We do have a cool topic. And um, the topic is you and your calling. Now, I did a little bit of uh, preliminary setting up for today Mm -hmm. because I know we often want to get the the basics out of the way. So what is the definition of it? Yeah. Of the calling and how is it often conflated with purpose and calling together? Mm -hmm. Right. So Merriam Webster defines a calling as a strong inner um, impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by, Conviction of divine influence. I love that answer. A lot of times, you you knew I would love it. (laughs) I knew you would. Why do you wait a minute? minute. What did you hear when you read it and wrote it that you thought your husband would love about it? That it had depth to it. It wasn't just A plus B (laughs) equals C. There's depth in it. It's got flavor, frosting. (laughs) It's you know, it's it's how well she knows her husband. (laughs) Brian's gonna like this. Let's do it again. Again, Lisa looked up Marion Webster's definition of the word. I looked up several, but this is the one I kept. A calling, and do it slowly with feel. (laughs) Carmelita says, I got literal chills. Well, you are going to love this, and I'll read it again. Miriam Webster defines a calling as a strong inner impulse. Hold on, a strong inner impulse. Impulse, go ahead, please. Toward a particular course of action, mm-hmm. especially when accompanied by conviction or conviction of divine influence. Yeah, I do love it. I loved it again the second time. <laughs> they could have added a little bit more. It's delicious. <laughs> it's delicious. It's got a room, you know, it's got the right combination of. All of the elements understand that purpose Carm- and calling. Amen, Carmelie. Carm- That's all right. That moved her emotion already. Because she's there's a reason in. why. Though. That's right. She's there's stepping something in. that she heard that touched her heart. 
Absolutely. Okay. She's stepping in, and I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful, I'm grateful too, it. Sister Karen. So, <clears throat> amen, Felicia. Good morning. Dr. Deborah says, great definition. Felicia says, awesome definition. Amen. Amen. So, you're calling. Now, that definition is a great way to start this show. The reason why I wanted this topic, because I have found myself in the last week, maybe, talking about callings two or three times. You know, that thing that's in your belly that you can't not imagine, okay? No matter what you're doing, even if you're not doing it all in your job, you're still imagining doing it, you know? The last time I had a full-time, regular, go-in, punch-a-clock kind of job was in 2013, and I had that for two, three months, three months, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I've been, that was just a hiccup in my life, but... For 29 years, I've been teaching people how to sell. But in 2013, I had thought that I needed a job to get myself back on my feet because I was off my feet. I was off my feet. And um, I took this job and I did good at it. It was working with Dun & Bradstreet Credibility Corporation. That's a reputable company. And it was sales. It was sales by phone. The first whole month was nothing but training. Good morning to our LinkedIn okay. folks. Welcome this morning. Hey, LinkedIn folks. Good morning. The first month was training. Okay. The second month, my first month on the sales floor with 80 to 100 people there, I was the salesperson of the month. Mm -hmm. I was a top dog and got a trophy and some trinkets or whatever it was. A trophy and trinkets. <laughs> that was my first full month. So I got salesperson of the month. And then the next month, I couldn't, I really couldn't stand it really the, the whole time. But by the next month, after I got the award, I couldn't stand going there at all. I would be at my desk supposedly working, and I would I felt pregnant that I wanted to birth my baby. I wanted to be a sales coach. Even during that time, if I met, and I wasn't doing sales coaching or sales training at all, anywhere. So let wait, me, wait, let me say this. If someone asked me what I did for a living, I would say I'm a sales coach, sales coach or a sales trainer, even though I wasn't. But go ahead. So let me interject here a little bit because we said calling, we said calling, and then you said you felt pregnant. And a lot of times when we hear the word pregnant as it relates to calling, we think of pregnant with purpose. Mm -hmm. Now I was re I was again doing some research this morning, and from one of the researchers that I um, tapped into. Good morning, uh, Dr. Beverly. Woo! She says hello, hello, great family. How was your weekend? I had a holy convocation this weekend in Concord, and, and we, we had, had us a high in all caps time. <laughs> Amen. So we think of the word pregnant with purpose mm -hmm. and just being mindful that some of the research that I did, a lot of times we think purpose and calling are close, but this particular researcher, I think really, really hit it on the I head. I definitely want to hear that. And so what she said is, absolutely, absolutely, that there is a really only one purpose. Uh -oh. There's only one purpose. The calling is the implementation. It's your divine or unique. If divine freaks you out, you know what? Use the word that you need to use to make it feel comfortable for you. Divine is comfortable for me. And so what she goes on to say is there is but one purpose. We all have the same purpose. Our purpose is to serve others and glorify God. Our purpose is general and the calling is your specialty or your role. I like that too. <laughs> I, knew he was gonna like I that. like that. 
I knew he was gonna. Like oh, it. because she, she. That's probably the best definition of the difference that I've ever heard. Okay, um, I understand where she was going with the purpose. Um, we all have but the one purpose to serve others. Come on, come leader. And, I want you to come with me because I was in here by myself doing God. it. Amen. What? To serve others and glorify one purpose. God. One, but that means the entire world, when it is operating in its purpose, it has one purpose. To serve others. To serve others and glorify, and glorify God. God. That makes sense to oh me. Oh my God. I think I, I do that through my work. I think you do that through absolutely, your work. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think you do that through your work. Okay, and then the a calling, the calling, and I'll is your unique it. way of getting it done. Absolutely, that's why I heard. That's right. The calling, the purpose is the destination, and how to get there is through our calling. Our calling, come on, includes the use of our unique talents, abilities, and spiritual gifts. Our unique talents, abilities, and spiritual gifts. I am operating in my calling. Um, and our calling is as unique as our fingerprints. And our calling, yeah, there's no one. I, I'm sitting over here excited with the topic because when someone asked me, why do I do what I do this past weekend, I think it was, well, I think God has uniquely gifted me, qualified me, and prepared me to teach other men and women how to sell themselves and their services. And I think I am supposed to be doing this. I think God wants me to do this. And if I don't do this, I'm not showing honor to the gifts, skills, and talents and experiences that he blessed me to go through. So, he does not call the qualified. He, he qualifies, qualifies the call. And I love that too. Amen. Come on with us, y'all. You on. and your calling. That's what we talk about Come today. Lisa, your I calling. knew I shouldn't have clicked on y'all while I'm on this day job. Amen. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. You that day job calling. is a means to an end. Hallelujah. Yeah. So that you can operate in your purpose and your calling. And I want to go there today. I want you to explore your calling. Absolutely. What do you believe your calling is? I like. I want to stay with the def, the new definition I got today. I like it. But what's your calling or your purpose? And because your purpose is, I agree with the one purpose there. You can fight that one if you want to. <laughs> But I don't think I want to. I don't think there's a need to fight that there is one purpose to serve others and glorify, and glorify God. God. Mm. Oh my God. I like, I could just live right there. Just live right there. One purpose. Mm -hmm. But now I have to say, I want to read these comments. I do too. Dr. Deborah Dunstan, that's why you can have the same gift and still a, a unique calling. That's right. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Sister Felicia says only one purpose to serve others and glorify God. Yes, you better say it. Facts. Amen. That is facts, facts, facts. And I appreciate it. Dr. Deborah says, I mean, Dr. Beverly says I have different callings. So I remind people that I'm on an assignment and I have to complete that. them with exclamation points. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Multiple gifts, multiple gifts. And multiple callings, meaning multiple means to that end, that fulfillment of your purpose, is something that we often grapple with. Okay. We often grapple with. We often grapple with, well, wait a minute, I know how to do this. I've been blessed with the ability to do this. I can do this. But once we look at them as a means to an end, fulfilling the purpose, using the calling and the, using the gifts to fulfill the calling, using the calling to fulfill the purpose. Yeah. Oh. 
I'm sitting over here. I'm done. Excited, I'm actually. Babe, you don't have to drink wine just for breakfast anymore. <laughs> it is water. That's water. That's not I wine. refuse to drink wine on camera. Okay. Ever. Again. But anyway, That's right. Um, my ladies know why. <laughs> I am excited with the topic. I'm excited with, because everything we've said so far has caused me to run it through the filter of my current life. Mm. Okay. I, when I look at the role I play with male empowerment networks, when I look Good at the morning, role Brother I play Bill. with the clients that I serve, the role I play with what I want to get done through my business. I just did two interviews this morning mm. with potential virtual assistants that want to work for me. I did two interviews with them and they both are in the Philippines and they both are so excited about the opportunity. They Now, let me tell you this, baby. They both did their homework. They researched the heck out of what I do. They read my testimonials. They did all that kind of stuff. So they were ready. I love that. Beverly says, but in purpose, you have to know the rules of engagement. Okay. Number one, protect your attitude. Number two, guard your heart. And number three, put on the mind of Christ. I think there's purpose and I think there's value in what Dr. Beverly said here. But I'm almost, Dr. Beverly, permit me to say this. Your purpose and your calling can't be impugned by anybody or anything. They can't be impugned. They can't be dissuaded. Well, Absolutely. So being mindful, Mm -hmm. your purpose is the same. Mm -hmm. If we all agree that our purpose is to serve others and glorify God, right? Whomever your God is, whomever your higher power is, whomever your unique connection is with, it is to glorify them and to serve others. I love that. I I don't want to fight that point. I I want that to be it. Right. (laughs) Okay. And then your calling is the impulse towards a particular course of action, specifically when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Again, your divinity is yours. It is unique to you, and you are welcome to have it assigned however you like. Um, Bill, we're talking about you You. and your calling. Mm -hmm. And we've had a wonderful definition of what your calling is, and we've had a wonderful uh, explanation that Lisa found this morning de- describing the differences between purpose and calling. And I love the thought that we all have but one real purpose. Amen. At least the people that we want to be around. Carmelita says doctors treat sick. Some doctors treat the heart, some treat the head, some treat the hands, etc. Um, Dr. Beverly says, yes. Also, if you don't protect your attitude and guard your heart by putting on the mind of Christ first, then your purpose will be stagnant and you'll be looking for someone to clarify mm. what you already supposed to be doing. Well, let me tell you that, I've, that also got, I've got to get into that as well, mm-hmm. because I came up with five things that can help you to identify your calling. Now, I know that there are many people that's that struggle with my calling. I don't know what my calling is, but they have at least accepted that they have a purpose and they don't know how to implement that purpose. They don't know know what to do. I don't know if I was dreaming or I said it to someone, but I almost said, don't we all kind of already know what our calling is? You may. Okay. And so, and that's why these steps, the, the, so I believe that we know in part Okay, But that sometimes we need to have it established. We need to have it confirmed. We need to, we need help knowing what we know. 
We know it, but we need help knowing what we know. So the first thing that I identified was notice what captivates you. Okay, that's good. Notice what, what captivates you. you. What is it that you're interested in and want to read about, Absolutely. talk about, see, listen to others about, learn more be about. Be about, be around, be about, all of those things. Notice what captivates you. And Sister Felicia Gardner in mm -hmm. here, she says, I was blessed with multiple gifts and talents, but regardless, they all are meant for one purpose, to serve others and to glorify God. Absolutely. I am now truly understanding that, that and with understanding my calling is manifesting in overflow. Hallelujah. I, I, hallelujah is the right word there. Hallelujah. Dr. Beverly says, Ooh, oh, I love this. I love this. Love this. Thank you, Carmelita, for capturing that. So Notice one, what captures you. Notice what captivates you. What's happening around? There are different people that are connected and drawn to different things, right? We know that some people, they, they just want to see uh, the end of the game. They want to find out more about sports. They want to find about... Uh, find out about more about politics. They want to find out more about the heart. There are some people that want to find out more about bugs, right? And then there are some people that want to find out more about a specific bug. Notice what captivates you. And this is where uh, somebody like Rochelle V. Gray comes in because mm -hmm. a lot of times Multiple we're driven to be captivated by the same things, right? When school, the, the elementary part of school, we're driven to be captivated by reading history, math, science in a very general, in a very general sense. Learning it in, in two dimensions. That's it. Right. That's it. Listening and seeing. Absolutely. But <laughs> when we take note of something specific in a genre, we will begin to begin to form an opinion about something that keeps drawing us to them. And sometimes we don't have the right elements around us to cultivate that interest. Rochelle B. Gray, again, multiple intelligence project, because she had, she identifies nine different intelligences, whereas someone may not have the listening or verbal intelligence, but they can have the tactile intelligence. They can learn by, or spatial. They can look at things differently and design things differently or physical intelligence. She breaks those things down. There's more than one way to learn. There's more than one type of intelligence. And it's so helpful to know that that's true. Um, Dr. Beverly says, there's a song that says, for I was born with a purpose placed in the earth just to give him just to give him ways created to worship, created to give him praise. I give him all of me. Amen. Good morning, Sister Brittany. We're talking about you and your purpose. Why are you here? You and your purpose, right? Understand, well, you and your calling is actually today's topic. We're going down the ways to identify that. We have touched on that we all have but one purpose. And I believe that most of us have agreed with that. Like one it. purpose to serve others and to glorify God. How that you is serve one others? purpose. Are you serving others? How? Amen. So that was the first one. Notice what captivates you. The second one is to take life inventory. One of the things that a friend, a pastor friend of Brian's has said to him that he repeated to me was, what was the lesson? What was the lesson in that situation? Yes. 
Even the dire, ugly ones. Or what was the message in your mess? Mm -hmm. What is it that God keeps bringing you? God keeps bringing you to figure out, navigate through, work around, all of those things. Take life inventory because there are some clues in there. There are some clues in that life inventory because God has not brought you to something that was not intended for you to get through. He has not brought you to something that you are not intended to get through. And oftentimes what we are intended to get through was something that nobody else could get through Mm -hmm. because he needed you then to help others to get through it after you've gone. Amen. Preach, Lisa. Felicia Garden says, what excites you to the point you just can't shake it? And also others will draw to your purpose because the energy is so captivating when exclamation points. Yes. Mm. Amen. You want to read Brittany's comment? Sure. Brittany Thomas says, purpose, calling, and passion actually all tie in together. Yeah. I think that when you're operating in your calling for your purpose, that your passion is ignited. But we must be mindful that passion is not a constant. Passion is not a constant. You you can be passionate about something and not be passionate about it all the day long, all the time long, all the moment long. And that's why you've got to remember your purpose. You've got to remember your purpose so that when that passion flame goes down, you can either reignite it or you can be reminded of what's the purpose of what's of why. Carmelita says, I don't believe that anything is for no thing. Amen. Everything is for something. Amen. And all of those things are working for your good. One more time, baby. Read that definition that you found of the difference between purpose and calling. The difference between purpose and calling. Amen. I will read it. Read. (laughs) (laughs) We all have the same purpose. Our purpose is to serve others and glorify God. Damn. Purpose is general and a calling is a specialty or a role. Amen. The purpose is the destination and the how to get there is through our calling. Our calling includes the use of our unique talents, abilities, and spiritual gifts. Stop. Amen. Our calling includes the usage, the application of our unique talents and gifts. I love that. I love that. Because so like like Dr. Beverly said earlier, you can have the same gifts as somebody else, but your calling is different, is unique to you and how you how you use your gifts is your calling. How you do it. I love that. Absolutely, so absolutely. Amen. Um, Felicia, thank you so much. She said, I so agree with you, Lisa. Sister Carmelita says, that's so good. When passion diminishes, you've got to remember why. It'll light a flicker enough to reignite your passion. You know, I've been working, facilitating the Male Empowerment Networks group since August of 2013. And there came a time in 2018, I think it was, that I didn't like it anymore. For the first time, we had had a bunch of teenagers coming regularly. And there was one meeting where they was talking about gunplay 
in the room. And there was this 15-year-old in the room, and he was talking about how, how much he knows about guns. Mm-hmm. I know all about guns. And this kid is 15. <laughs> and I was so discouraged that none of the men could talk to him. No, you don't. You only know what it could do, but you don't know the concept of it. But he, he was adamant. And at the same time, he was dealing with issues. He was embarrassed about his mother and all that kind of stuff. He was dealing with stuff. And and then there was just a bunch of teenagers. And I got to the place where the next meeting, I wasn't sure I wanted to do it. That was the first time I'd ever thought, I don't even know if I want to talk to these men today with these kids like this. Because it was discouraging to me. It was a few meetings in a row. I was discouraged. But then maybe, I think you helped me with this, Lisa. Reminded me of the greater purpose of it. And then those discouragements completely vanished. I was mm-hmm. on it. What was the greater purpose of it? The greater purpose because men need a place a, where they can be transparent. Mm-hmm. They need a place where they can say those ugly and discouraging things and get it up off of them. Okay, so they don't have to keep carrying this, the carrying the same bone, bringing the bone and taking it back with them. The purpose is the same, to serve others and glorify God. And I didn't have that language at the time. Amen. Dr. Beverly. She says, I found myself in Isaiah 61 and 1, 2, and 3, where it clearly says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor, the day of vengeance, the, the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all those who mourn. mourn and provide for those who grieve and Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. And I don't think we can read anymore. Oh, yeah. to the oil of joy instead of mourning, the garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair, they will be called trees of righteousness, which is the name of my church. A planting of the Lord is for the display of splendor. Amen. Amen. Sister Carmelita says, I'm a witness. You are serving your purpose. I've got a man who's got a few less bones. (laughs) Hallelujah to that too. (laughs) Amen. 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 That's Dr. Beverly, thank you for sharing that. And <laughs> he didn't have to keep all those bows. He was able to leave some of them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I had a mother hit me up this morning about the men's group. Mm-hmm. She goes, no one let me know about it. Um, if you don't know about some of the things that are going on in the circle, but I, I need told to her several say, times. Okay. I, that's, why, that's what I'm going to say. I need to say this again. Become a part of the empowerment circle. It's not only about what we do for business. It's also what we do for ministry and in life. We are also not just celebrating and sharing what it is that we do, but we have access to resources from other people that are in the circle that are building and growing. For example, Carmelita, one of the things that I want to invite you to do is to send me the flyer or the cover for the worship um, warehouse for the worship warehouse so that we can include that into the newsletter. The worship warehouse is a Facebook group that it that invites other churches to just post your 
your service in the group because so many people can't cool. get out to church. So now you could go scrolling for church service the same way you go scrolling for TikTok videos and mm -hmm. you go scrolling for any other foolishness, right? But you got to know how to find it. And sometimes just by connecting with the circle. What a great idea. Worship absolutely. Warehouse. Absolutely. Go to the worship warehouse and get connected with something that connects to you. Explore different churches. <clears throat> Maybe you never even heard of them. And you church. don't even have to leave home, right? So mm -hmm. um, you could put the link in there, Carmelita, for me if you'd like. I'd appreciate it. But if you are not already a part of the empowerment circle, uh, and that just that doesn't just go one way. That goes both ways. We want to know what's going on in your world, and we're going to share with you what's going on in ours and so many others in the circle. Just go to bit.ly slash empowerment2021, and you'll be added to the mailing list, and you can just respond back, and we will do everything that we can to connect with you. William Brown, I am excited and happy that you are in this conversation, William, um, because I think this speaks to your ministry. William Brown says, I appreciate this conversation as I embrace that I am purpose. Embracing my calling has become simple, but not easy. I believe I'm called to encourage people to see when they are, to see when they are and not living within their purpose. To see where they are and not living in their purpose. Now, Amen. Um, we've done it twice already in the show. We're going to do it one more time. Okay. Okay. That definition, the first definition you read. About the calling, calling of what the calling is. The calling. This is a beautiful definition, and I hope that you embrace it as much as we do. Merriam-Webster defines the calling as a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. That's your calling. And we've agreed, and I love the definition that she read, and we've all agreed that we have but one One purpose. purpose. The purpose is to serve others, and I'm leaning into this. Absolutely, to serve others and glorify God. And glorify God. That's the one singular purpose. If our purpose is to serve others and glorify God, and our calling is getting that purpose done through our own unique set of gifts, skills, talents. That's how I'm interpreting it. That's how I'm feeling it. Okay. Amen. Whoa. Amen. Doctor so, Deborah Dunstan says. Mm -hmm. Brian, I told my son that one of the conditions of him moving here with me is to attend the Male Empowerment Networks. I think that's a good condition. I think that's a good condition, con condition, Dr. Deborah. Her son wants to move from D.C. to her home here in Charlotte, North Carolina. So first off, if anybody wants to move into your home, you get to establish rules of the land. Okay, rules of the land. You can't go to Rome and go buy your rooms. When you're in Rome, you have to do as Romans do. You got to do things the way the, the laws of the established land. And Dr. Deborah has laid out one is you got to attend male empowerment networks. I know it will bless your son. Even if he doesn't see it the first week or the first or the second meeting or the third meeting, I want to say this too. Some people, when they come to the male empowerment networks meeting, they hardly talk at all for the first three meetings. They just kind of feel it and see what's going on. And those people who, the ones I noticed in eight years time, the ones that talk less in the beginning are the ones you can't shut up once they get comfortable. Because they got to get comfortable first. Absolutely. They got to believe that they can, they can let some of the ugly side of them be seen without them being beat upon or judged. And we'll get to that place with your son as well. 
Absolutely. If he keeps coming, yes. Absolutely. Good morning, Julie Ray Hammond Tree. Good morning. Good morning. This Come is an amazing thank topic. Thank you for adding the link there. I'm going to show the link on the screen, but I want you guys to know that this link is clickable in the comments. Please, please, please go to the Worship Warehouse and click it and just join the group. There's no, no cost to it. We invite you to check it out and to check out some of the services in there. It is amazing. It's wonderful. And Brittany says, real quick, I'm doing something fun today where I need 12 people to order my new book. Don't let the wheelchair fool you. Those who order from me today get one bracelet set from me, either one on the site, or you may inbox me for a custom bracelet what? set. What? added bonus? Just oh. go to brittanysbeads.company.site or cash at Brittany at, um, at Dollar sign Brittany Thomas 199. It's only $18.99 for your book and you get the bracelets. Oh, I actually got the book and bracelets. Woohoo! So you go on the site. That is a great offer, Sister Brittany. Line, that's it. called Line You Up. Line You Up. Love it, love it. Now, love Line it. You Up, they tried to describe it, okay? It came out of Louisiana, Line You Up. But it's really running together to line you up or adding a little extra. Back when we had um, mercantile stores. If you wanted a pound of coffee, for example, you'd have, they go and get the coffees in the barrels and they put a one pound weight on one side of the scale and then they put a little cup there and um, put coffee in that scale until the scale balanced. That's how you know you had one pound of coffee because it balanced with one pound weight. And then the smart grocers would give you one pound for your dollar, whatever it is you're paying for, and then he would add another scoop and say, line you up. Give you a little extra bonus. That's what Brittany Thomas did today. She you get the book because the book is by itself is worth it. But now she's gonna line you up by giving you a little something else. That's right. And I absolutely love mine. I actually have the set that she well, has. one of the sets. Well, I have several lots. of them, but the one that I have on right now is Dream Plan Execute, and it's one of the ones that she has on the book cover. It happens to match her blouse. And Yes, it happens to match my blouse. So I definitely want to support <laughs> that. Um, but that's right. Free bet, free bracelet set. You can't beat free. I just added the link to the comments there so y'all can get it. Um, Bev, Dr. Beverly says, Brian, last week after you shared with us what's going on in your son, of whom we consider our nephew, it only added to the definition of family and relationship. You and Lisa have shared on several occasions that this is our church. And even though we're in business, we are in the business to provide a service to others that pleases God and helps others. Amen. Business information, spiritual inspiration through entrepreneurship with a little bit of laughter, def def definition, vision, purpose, understood. Let Thank me tell you the answer to that question, Dr. Beverly. Um, I got a chance to visit my son this weekend. I drove <clears throat> two and a half hours to hang out with him and I hung out with him a lot. And him and I both have settled into the place of what good can come out of this situation? What good can come out of it? And what we've discovered, the good that can come out of it is, first off, he gets a chance to be loved and loved on and heard. They also make sure that everyone really knows what's going on. We've learned actually through the men's meeting and through some of the meetings I've had with my mentors to ask better questions. My son is in a much better headspace this weekend than he was the Sunday before in one week's time. So something that was so bad that could have gone so much worse has actually made something, I would even go so far as to say beautiful. When I saw my son, I, and he's a big guy too, 
hug. I just hug with all my children. I got, by the way, grabbed him by his neck, gave him a big hug, and kissed his face several times. Okay, then. Kissed on my boys. I did it with Eli. They were all like that, but they lined up for it. <laughs> Came in the deer, they was right there in line. Oh, dad, whatever. I kissed on my daughters, and it was just so much fun. I had a great time with my children this weekend. Thank you for the question. Absolutely. And Brittany, you're right. Sometimes you do have to come up with creative ideas. And that is a really, really important one. So number one is notice what captivates you. Number two, take life inventory. Mm -hmm. Oh, I think Bill had a comment. I think I skipped it. Hold on. We had a lot going on. Bill said, I believe, I, I currently believe, believe. <clears throat> I serve others and glorify God by being myself. Bam then you are operating in purpose, in the purpose. one purpose, okay? And your calling is maybe the delivery system, the way you want to do it. Hallelujah. I feel like I'm operating in purpose and calling. Mm -hmm. That makes me more excited about today. Now, when this show is over, Lisa and I, we getting in the car. No, we don't have to go. Oh, we don't have to go. No, we don't have to go. We don't have to go. I have to jump in the car and go to the post office. Okay. Because uh, she's actually in class today. So we were going to go today to operate in purpose. And my purpose is helping to bring people's stories to light and helping them to stand in the power of their truth. And sometimes uh, I don't even realize how important that is. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite uh, comedians, uh, John Leguizamo. Mm -hmm. He's actually an intellectual comedian, Latino. At this point, yeah. Right. And one of the things that, and it brings me to tears almost right now, he says that Black history and Latino history that was taught in schools was only, was written only from the white perspective. Right. So there's a gaping hole in what we know about who we are. Imagine if who you are was only who somebody else says you are. Mm, come on. Imagine if your trials, your overcomings, your strife, your, your situations, even. and your good were only defined from the perspective of someone who doesn't even see your value is the only way that it was defined. And that's why it is so important for me to help people who have been holding their stories in, who have been holding their truth in, who have been allowing their truth to be defined by what other people say they can or cannot say, to finally have a platform where they can speak their truth. That's so important, especially to our age group. Our age. I'm 53. Um, Brittany Thomas says, thank you for the support, guys. I see the orders coming in. Hallelujah. That's how we do. This is how we do it. There's a great tape series I had came from a great book called Raising Positive Kids in a Negative World by Zig Ziglar. And, and I listened to the audio version. That's six cassettes, 12 sides. Um, the audio version of the book, Raising Positive Kids in a Negative World. And he, Zig Ziglar is a white man, but he's a believer, first, second, and third. And I really, really admire him. And he was talking about how some white people can't understand how black people today um, don't 
feel more accepted and all that kind of stuff. And he says, he told a story about Shirley Temple. Remember Shirley Temple? Okay. Shirley Temple was such a delightful and charming little girl. She could sing and dance. She did that wonderful dance routine with Bilbo Jangles Robinson. And Shirley Temple movies were so enjoyable by so many people. He enjoyed them himself. And he said he finally got a chance to see Shirley Temple movies from a perspective of a black person because he saw this one movie where Shirley Temple had a birthday party and all her friends was there. Shirley Temple was such a great little hostess. And then when all the friends left, some of the black kids came in. And, the, and they were saying, there was one girl saying, oh, Miss Shirley this and oh, Miss Shirley that. And Shirley Temple was probably seven or eight or something like that. And the girl was probably 12, 13 or 14. They said, oh, Miss Shirley, we brought you a gift, Miss Shirley this and Miss Shirley that. And Miss Shirley was so gracious. Thank you very much. And we have some leftover birthday cake for you. Okay. And then Ziggler was like, wow. So a whole generation saw that, you know, saw these things. Lisa just described, imagine your whole life and world and history was defined by someone else's perspective. We don't have to repeat that. We get to define ourselves and our children too. Uh, Brittany Thomas, I mean, Felicia Gardner says, yes, Lisa, I felt that. And it's so true. Having that safe place to open up and share is such a blessing. This is our church. Thank you guys for being one of them. An exclamation points in the heart. Felicia also says, okay, Brittany, just order mines, just order mines, and I can't wait to get it. And my favorite color is purple. Hint, hint. Well, she got you. She got you. <laughs> Dr. Deborah got her order in. She said, Brittany, I just ordered the book, you can choose a bracelet that you feel my granddaughter would like. Now, Amen. that to me is fun. Dr. Deborah and Brittany Thomas, they know each other. They know each other a little bit at least. And she's going to give um, Brittany the freedom. You just choose a bracelet that you think my granddaughter would like. Awesome. How old is your granddaughter, Dr. Deborah, so she can get a basis? Um and Brittany also says, see what happens when you are obedient to God. I went to post a statue, a status like I usually wait, wait, like I usually do to encourage others. And God had me write that idea. That's not even what I was going to write. But the end goal is to get rid of books and bracelets. To bless others with your books and bracelets. The beautiful thing about your books and bracelets, Brittany, is when they read your book, they get the blessing from the book. And you know what else they do with that blessing? They get to keep that blessing. Mm -hmm. And they get to keep that blessing forever. And then the second time they read the book, they get that blessing again. They get a new understanding of it, of that same blessing each time. And that bracelet, they get to wear it again and again and again until it disintegrates or falls apart. You get They get, they get blessed again and again and again when you get rid of your books and bracelets. Amen. Um, Dr. Deborah says, Joy Elizabeth is five years old. Amen. Ooh. So, so we pick something for her. Amen. Amen. So we've got the two first two ways to identify your calling. The first is to notice what captivates you. The second is to take life inventory. So what have you encountered in life? Have there been okay. some specific trials, challenges, or do you or have there been some phen phenomenal overcomings that life has taught you? The third is to journal. 
Now you might think, well, I'm already taking notice. I'm already, you know, taking life inventory. Why journal? Well, journaling is the capturing of this information. Much like a statistician captures information so that it can be analyzed later. Dr. Deborah is one of the things. It's not frozen. It's just okay, go ahead. this screen is frozen, but it's not frozen. Um, one of the things that I've learned through um, a lot of the programming and funding that comes for nonprofits can actually be substantiated or get substantiated through the, the, the statistics. So what have you accomplished as a result of what you have set out to do. Journaling allows you to document what has happened and also to go back and revisit what has happened to see, to use that as a benchmark. Where have you come from? Where have you been? What do you learn? What can you get out of it? Number four is now you take your findings and you hold them against your values and or your belief system. Let's go through them because we want to, it's 946, five, and I want to do the green songs too. So go ahead. Holding holding those findings and values against your, holding those findings against your values and your belief systems. Do they align with your beliefs? Is what you have seen supporting your belief or has it helped you to see that that particular belief that you had is not really resonating with you. And sometimes in that process, you can find out, you can really find out what you are truly aligned with. Felicia Garden says, yes, we have to move in our purpose. And in return, you will feel fulfilled. We can't move with excuses, only through action. Just do it. Go ahead. The fifth <laughs> one. You're welcome. And the fifth one is seems I know some of you might feel like I don't want anybody else's opinion, but it is to ask others. Ask others. Julie Ray Hamilton, journaling is tough. It gets me cycling down, maybe good in the long run, but sort of puts me in a crisis mode. I struggle with it. Anybody want to help Sister Julie out? So journaling, sometimes people need a guided journal. Because sometimes, and this is not 100% accurate all the time, but sometimes people tend to journal more when the they're negative. heavy and when they're sad and when they're depressed. And sometimes that can take them where they don't want to be. That's what I heard, Julie. And reading aloud what you said, Julie, I heard that it's a struggle and takes you in a downward cycle is because you're doing a couple of things. One is you're choosing to only journal, choosing to only journal or only write down the rugged or negative or not so great, okay? That's what you're doing. You're cycling down because you're journaling only the down. But there is some good stuff too. There has to be. You're bringing air in your body. And sometimes with a guided journal, it can remind us to release some of that negative. It's not telling you to just paint the happy face on everything, right? Release some of the negative, but then document some of the positive things that either you've gained out of it or that also happened in the midst of it. Yeah. Similar to the what, lessons even, and not just the negative tracking, keeping the negative stat, not just keeping the stat and all that stuff. The lesson I got out of that is. And so by having a balance in that with a guided journal, you can actually keep from spiraling into that 
uh, place. Dr. Beverly says, in asking others, you could get new, new ideas. It can spark different areas to travel. It can also help you reset or reevaluate what you could have done better. I promise you, talking to others, asking others, I am much better because I have an amazing circle of mentors. I can call up this dude, that dude, and we could talk stuff out. And always I get something I wouldn't have had on my own. Always. Uh, Brittany Thomas, I journal in the notes section on, on my phone. Yeah. Melissa Price, baby. Melissa, this is one that we wanted you, girl. We talked about you and your purpose as a topic today. Oh so we'll God. just recap it real quick. We're going to go ahead and um, read the definition of purpose, and then we'll read the definition of calling, and then the five tips, and then we'll rock it out. Okay. Then we'll do our songs, songs, or is that if we can? Yeah. So let's go, baby. So we all have the same purpose. What one purpose? Our purpose is to serve others and glorify God. Bam! In the story. That's it. Okay. And then we. The definition of the calling as defined by um, Merriam-Webster is a strong inner impulse toward a particular course of action, especially when accompanied by conviction of divine influence. Amen. That's the calling, the purpose, the calling, and how you can drill down, since we all know we have a one purpose, we get to drill down into our calling by identifying our skills, gifts, and talents and finding out where we need to be. So there's five steps to that. Notice what captivates you. Take life inventory. Journal. Hold your findings against your values and your belief system, and then ask others. Amen. Amen. Um, thank you guys for joining us. I thought this was an important conversation. Melissa Price, I'm sorry I'm late. Wasn't feeling great today, so I had to take a power snooze after I took the kids to school. I'm going to replay it at 10. I hope you will all have a blessed and beautiful Monday. Thank you, Amen. Melissa. We want the same for you. And I hope you all had a fantastic weekend as well. I did. I got a chance to see my children. Dr. Deborah Dunstan has a greeting song. Dr. Deborah, healing and deliverance coach. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Miss Phyllis, Miss Phyllis is here. So clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. Let's hey, Miss Phyllis. Miss Felicia hey, has Ms. a jam Phyllis. as well. Felicia, we love you. You're the one, the one for me. Good morning, Miss Felicia. How you doing? Miss Carmelita Longino Sims has a jam. Carmelita slinging t-shirts with Sundayita. Never, never, ever, 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 ever failed to greet ya. Carmelita. Good morning, Miss Carmelita. Doctor Deborah Dunstan has a jam. We jammed it already. Right, we did it jam already. <laughs> yes. So Felicia, Doctor Beverly, Beverly has a green logo. Doctor Beverly is on the show. Good morning, Doctor Beverly. How you doing? You know, I was gone this weekend. I mean, Lisa had to spend one night at home alone. Honey, I did not have. Oh my goodness, I am. I mm -mm, it no. I left early Saturday and I came back Sunday afternoon. So basically, I was only gone for like twenty four hours, and it was not. 
It was not what I was looking for. Mr. Bill. William Brown has a jam. Um, Good morning to our friend Bill. <clears throat> Good morning to our friend Bill. Nobody thinks like him still. We love him so, and we always will. Our friend Bill. Yes, yes, yes. So Lisa spent one night home alone in bed, and she was fine. No, I was not fine. I was not fine at all. I was horrible. It was not good. I did not like it. Brittany, it's Brittany. <clears throat> it's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany Thomas. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. It's Brittany. Brittany. It's, it's your time it's your time yeah yes it is and miss julie ray hammertree's here julie, julie ray, ray hammertree find out what she means to me julie, julie ray, ray hammertree i love it hey julie ray now if y'all looking looking for something cool to listen to I want you to go on YouTube and look up Johnny Manuel. Oh my goodness, his voice is amazing. Really? Johnny Manuel. I'm talking about a man that can sing Whitney. Really? When I'm telling you, he is amazing. I enjoyed it. I think I must have listened to him five or six or seven times. Melissa's home, baby. Okay. Okay, Melissa. Okay. <clears throat> I got no order. Bam 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 but listen song see now it's time for us to sing her song Melissa song good morning Miss Melissa Price how you doing I've already been talking a lot today I did two interviews today. I'm probably, we're gonna go to breakfast after this. Melissa, I certainly hope that you're feeling better today. I hope your little power nap has helped. Sometimes it can do wonders, man. I want to just continue to send love and light to each and every one of you. I thank you guys. Um, Dr. Beverly says, does anyone has to go to the to the air and start waving and shaking when that song is being sung? Besides me and grinning and smiling and cheering besides me. Oh. <laughs> Talk about Melissa's song. Uh, I think it could have been any of our own songs. Any of them, but okay. it's good. I am um, happy. Brittany for Thomas it. says, Oh, wow. Holy Spirit just told me that rest and reset. Glory to God. Glory we had us a good God. weekend Glory this weekend. Um, I got a chance to see my children and I needed to. Baby. Amen. Okay. I need Amen. to see my kids. And I'm grateful and I, and I encouraged it. I encouraged them to go because I think it really is important. And um, I usually do not have any trouble at all being at home alone. But this one day this weekend was I'm tough. saying one day. It was tough for me. You didn't have that much problem when I was in New Orleans for two days or no, three days. Three days. Three no, days. This one was tough. This one was tough. <laughs> this one was tougher than New Orleans. I was yeah. gone for longer, though. No, it was tough. <laughs> it was tough. By the time I realized that it was tough, I had already... It was already too late for me to drive because I would have left. I would have just get going to spend the night with my friend. Um Ooh. with Kamika. Oh. <laughs> but it by the time I realized it was too much for me to stay by myself. You could have called and it was uncomfortable. Over. I know. I know, I know, but I didn't. I kept on thinking, you're being ridiculous. Eh, you know, nothing wrong with you. Eh, there's nothing wrong with you. But I did not like it. And I'm you need some company. <laughs> That's why we gotta get a dog. That no. right there is why we get the dog. Because when I'm going for a night, we mm -hmm. got the dog. Nope. <laughs> no thing. We gotta go. 
uh, Felicia says, I got a chance to go to two powerful events that empower the community and dealing with mental health. That's wonderful. Beautiful. Oh, and we're going to share some more with you guys. You know, every year we do the annual uh, community drivers. Drive, drivers event, and we are doing it again this year, November the 20th, and we're looking forward to Which you. Which is the Saturday before Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. If you have coats, if you have shoes, I mean, if you have coats, if you have clothes, gently warm. See, gently if you warm, hadn't said that, we could have closed the show and Dr. Beverly wouldn't have to debase herself. I know. With that ugly comment. I'm sorry. She almost <laughs> made it. But we love you. I'll talk to you a little bit more about it tomorrow. We'll Bye. Get to we love you. Bye-bye.